The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every infirmity. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every infirmity. These twelve Jesus sent out, charging them, Go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and preach as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without pay, give without pay. The Gospel of the Lord. As we've moved into the season of Advent, what we've been looking at is all of the beautiful mysteries and the reasons for the Incarnation as they are displayed for us through different gospel scenes. And so we've seen that the Lord has come to teach and proclaim the truth. He's come to heal human nature from sin, so that is to take away sin and to deliver us uh, from sin and to bring us salvation. And he's also come to heal every other aspect of our interior life. And he's also come, as we've said, to facilitate that friendship with God. And so we can see that all summed up very beautifully in today's gospel, but then also how the Lord hands that same authority and healing power and ministry of teaching and preaching over to his church, and that he continues the same work of his incarnation through his church. It says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages. One of the church fathers says, it doesn't matter how big or how small the place is, the Lord is eager, even if it is small, for the small number of souls. He rushes to fulfill this work. He goes to all the cities, all the villages. And then it says, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease. And we see summarized there that beautiful work of the Lord in his incarnation, teaching, proclaiming, and healing. One of the commentators notes is that with regards to each of us as individuals, the Lord teaches us. He proclaims to us and he heals us. His teaching is for the perfection and the sharpening of our mind, that we might receive his truth and we might begin to think as God thinks. His proclaiming of the kingdom is that our heart might be enlivened with hope, might burn with hope because of the proclamation of the kingdom. And so with his proclamation of the kingdom comes also the sanctification of our heart. So he sharpens our mind, he also purifies and enlivens our heart. And then it says he heals every disease, every affliction. Everything that sin has distorted in us, he comes to correct. Everything that we have damaged by our own sinfulness, the Lord comes with his mercy in order to bring it to perfection. He heals every infliction, every, affliction, every infirmity. 
And then what we see here is it says, when he saw the crowds, when he looks out at the crowds, he had compassion for them. In the Greek, it is deeper than that. The movement that the Lord has here is an entire movement of his whole being. It says he has moved even deep down in his bowels with mercy and compassion. When he sees the suffering of the crowds, he begins to suffer for their sake. He very, in a real and true sense, takes on their suffering. He is moved in a certain sense with suffering because of the suffering that he sees. So much is his compassion, so much is he filled with compassion. His whole self, his whole being is moved with compassion. And so he is almost pained by the pain that he sees in others. And it says because they were harassed and helpless. In the Greek it says because they were mangled and they were cast aside. They were mangled and cast aside. They've been hurt and they've been left helpless. And the Lord is moved in his interior to meet this need, that he might heal what has been mangled, that he might take to himself what has been cast aside. They are like sheep without a shepherd. And so the great shepherd of souls has now stepped out of heaven, planted his feet firmly on the earth in the incarnation, and he comes to bring mercy. And then he turns to his disciples because this same profound experience that is his own, he wants them to share in. He wants them to see things as he sees them, and he wants them to love things as he loves them, specifically the souls that are in need of shepherds. And so he turns to his disciples and he says, the harvest is plentiful, teaching them to begin to look with his eyes, to begin to love with his heart, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest send out laborers into the harvest. This is when they pray to the Lord, it is almost a prayer that they might be changed into laborers, that the Lord might make them laborers. And he does this by, as we've said before, taking them to himself that they might see as he sees and love as he loves, because then love and mercy will compel them. They will become worthy laborers in the harvest. And so what the Lord does is he called to himself his 12 disciples. That's first. Before they are sent out, they are called to him. The body of Christ is the locus, if you will, of divine mercy and of grace and of power and of authority. The body of Christ in the incarnation is where God is present in the flesh in our midst. He is the source. He is the summit. And so they calls them first to himself, to be close to him. And as they draw close to this divine fire of God's love present on the earth, which is Christ himself, they are then filled with everything that fills him. He bestows upon them the same authority, the same teaching authority the same power to heal every infirmity and commissions them to go and do what he has been doing, to continue his beautiful work of salvation and of healing. We can see here that when the Lord calls us to himself, the only thing that he wants to take from us is our sin, so that he might take our sin and cast that away. Other than that, he only wants to give of himself to us, he calls us to himself that he might give. And so when the Lord draws us to himself, 
He fills us also according to our different states in life and the different vocations that he has called us to. He fills us with the necessary grace for those vocations. He fills us with the necessary love, with the necessary wisdom and teaching so that we also in each of our states in life can see as God sees and can love as he loves. And in that way, we can continue this great mission of Christ. But before all of that, we must be called to him. And that is most profoundly accomplished for us in the moments of Holy Communion. When that same body of Christ around which the disciples gathered in the gospel scene today, we receive into ourselves, wholly, entirely, completely. In the moments of Holy Communion, we are drawn close to Christ and he draws close to us not so that he can take anything from us, but because he wants to give himself completely to us, and he does. And then it is from those moments of Holy Communion that we then who are infused with God himself can go out and bring that love and that ministry that he began in his incarnation and wants to continue through his church, through the sacraments, but also through the individual members. Amen.